What's up, gang? Uh, welcome to another awesome, exciting, stupendous, maybe not boring, who knows, probably just plain awful, uh, episode of Inside the Coach's Brain podcast. Um, very special guest in the studio. We call this a studio? I don't know. It's like either an, like it's either an office, it's a studio, it's a, a side room off the side of the gym. Multi-passionate room. Multi, multi-functional. Mm. Passionate makes it, I don't know. Well, you know, you, you, heard, you just heard that, you, you heard that intro music <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, passionate. Right, yeah. It's everybody with the intro music and you guys don't hear that on the, on the, bod, on the uh, video or the audio version. Right. That's, that's just for us. That, mm, it's personal. Yeah, it's personal. I love it. Um, so with us today on the podcast, we have Chris McCaffrey. Yeah. Did I say that right? McCaffrey? That is. Perfect. Chris, what's up, man? Um, doing well. Uh, really excited about uh, being here. I heard you guys have a, a challenge um, this we, month we that do we might a, be touching on. We do have a challenge going on this month. We'll we'll definitely dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Chris is here to talk about all things, everybody's favorite, all things running. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all things running. Um, it's always like, get people like, half people are excited, half people are like, I don't run. Not right. Like, yeah. I it it run. immediately splits a room. And they're yeah. like, uh, yeah, running. Woo. Or <laughs> no, it's bad for your knees or back. It's bad it's, for you. You know, it's, it's, it's very divided, but yeah, I just don't do that. I don't like it. Yeah. Or, uh, um, they're used to's. Yeah. I, oh, used, I to, used to run. I used to run. Yeah. I get a lot of that. I used to, I used to work out as a coach or coach as a coach. I get a lot of unsolicited used to's. Mm. I meet somebody at the grocery store that I don't know and don't really want to talk to. And they see you have a CrossFit shirt on. They're like, oh, man, I used to work out. And you're like, okay, cool. Cool. Who are you? <laughs> are you buying my groceries today? Am I on a I'm special? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I just, you know, I used to love to work out back, you know, like in the 80s. And this, why did I, how did I just get your whole life story? Yeah. And then they, then they start talking about their diet. And it's like, what? What just happened here? And then they'll ask for your advice. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, hey, if you got like, the time. What do, you, what do you think I should do? Well, you're not going to do it. Well, yeah, but what do you think? I'm like, Here's what I think you should do. <laughs> Go outside right now and run a mile. Yeah. Well, I can't. Oh, don't worry uh, about right. it then. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too, it is too hard for you. I start yeah. giving people like instantly actionable advice like that sometimes. And they're like, what? Yeah. Do, do three laps around the store. Like without what, buying any groceries, just I, do three yeah, times. What I think you should do right now is do 200 push-ups. Let's go. And, and like, then they're just like, they're like uh, I'm oh, good. Oh, oh, okay, no worries. And then I laugh and we, we joke about it and we move on. Uh, that's a terrible side story of used to's. Uh, <laughs> so, first off, uh, we just lose a lot of there. No, we're good. Uh, Chris, tell me, about, tell me about yourself, man. Where are you from? What? Yeah. Give a little background. So, um, Born and raised here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, okay. It, um, my whole family is here and uh, uh, went to Wolfson High School here. So go Wolfpack, anybody listening. And I wasn't a runner, uh, to be honest. It, it was something that I found later in life. Um, I played soccer growing up and I really enjoyed that. And through high school, I had the opportunity to, uh, for those who are local or know Jacksonville from like years ago, um, there was a skating rink called Skate World, so they had like an insanity park and then an ice arena. And my first job was working for them. And uh, I, I guess I must have been the most um, least likely person to drive the zamboni through a wall. Okay. That I got that as my high Did school you get job. To drive the zamboni in high school? That is true. Dude, Skate World. If you weren't around back then, Friday nights at Skate World back in the day. Oh mm-hmm. my God, was lit. That was it. That was what you did, and uh, and so I did that. I can, and then, I can remember the hot song. You just probably. How old are you? 
36. So it's probably a little before you were there, but like the hot song at the day was the uh, 12 gauge and donkey butt. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. If you don't know that one, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely YouTube worthy. Yeah. Um, so then I, I, uh, I went to St. Leo University, kind of middle of the state, just north of Tampa, uh, studied sport management uh, because I wanted to still kind of be in sports and uh, almost played soccer for them. Uh, just decided to, you know, focus more on studies. Still played with the team, kind of on the practice squad type style. Uh, enjoyed all intramurals and then uh, was in a motorcycle crash. And that was 2010. As a lot of us have a traumatic event in our lives, we, you know, have this crash, or I did, and gained weight, you know, was out of shape at that point and needed something to kind of get me back in the groove. So I uh, started going to the gym and doing my physical therapy and just running on the treadmill, kind of waiting for a buddy to get to the gym. So that was kind of like I killed time just running on the treadmill. And then when he got there, we would go do the weight side of the workout. And 11 months after that, there was a turkey trot. I volunteered handing out packets and I'm like, hey, can I run this? And <laughs> can I like, do this also? They're like, um, sure all right here take a bib and yeah. and i ended up getting fourth overall and running like a 1750 5k damn and uh you know this is not background um you know i'd done cross country my freshman year of high school only and i was so bad that uh the coach was like man you're not even gonna score any points like don't even show up for the meets <laughs> and just like stay home on saturday you're, you'll I'm, be fine i'm not saying you're terrible but don't come near the team when we're actually wearing uniforms <laughs> <laughs> right but it didn't deter me. Like, I, I knew where I was. I, no. I wanted to play soccer, and I was using cross-country as a means of conditioning. Uh, but now, in, you know, 2010, I, I had the crash, did this race, and then people were like, man, you're a runner. And I still was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not a runner. Like, and they're like, no, no, no. You're, you're pretty good at this. Like, I'm a soccer player. You should look into this. So, so I did. And, and now, through the last 12 years, I've, you know, been a personal trainer, been an been instructor, been a... Uh, personal training manager of a gym. I, I just started learning as much as I could about the fitness industry inside of running. And that's now like fast forward to February of this year, the Donna Marathon. And uh, first time I've ever won first overall in a marathon running 235. So um, that that was a big goal is, is, you know, first goal was, man, a six minute mile is very fast and that was kind of the first goal that i put for myself on my fitness journey after that crash was now, now is this one six minute mile or is this one, multiple six minute right miles? It, it started with man running one six minute mile is 10 miles an hour and like that's that's fast. tough and I've, so i've done it it's fast it is fast it hurts i hit that and then of course the 1655 k is doing three of them yeah. and i'm like man that's awesome how awesome would it be to do 13 of them, like doing as a half marathon? I broke that, and then it was like, all right, that's probably my limit, but things I'm like, are, things are getting crazy. serious now. Right? It's like, how crazy would it be to run 10 miles an hour for a marathon? And, you know, so now I've done that twice, and this past one, the Donna, um, was, you know, 235. And so that was the second time I had run faster than a six minute mile in a marathon. For and, an average, average pace for 26.2 miles. And I would say, you know, a non. <clears throat> elite or a non uh collegiate you know runner this is somebody who's done it out 
after college. Right. Um, so when you say non-elite, what what times are elite runners putting in? Man, you're talking. What? So at six minute or less pace for a marathon, what differentiates you from coming down to the uh, going up to the elite status? So it's it's probably at least a minute faster. So we're talking 12 miles an hour or a five minute mile. Most of these okay. guys are doing marathons around 212, 210, Ooh. 208. Um, that's that's your Olympic level type right. of athletes. Now, um, as men, the U.S. standard is if you can break, uh, I believe it's 218 okay. for a marathon, that punches your ticket to go to the Olympic trials. So anyone that's able to run that fast uh, and or faster you're in that very upper echelon. So you only need to shave what another half a minute off a mile. Right. You know, yeah, it's, that's it. It, it's, it's nothing. It's and an in my day. head, that's kind of how I think. And, and it might be a little, um, you know, it's a little tough for some people to understand, but like it's only 15 seconds off each half a mile, right? It, it's a half a mile an hour. Or it's 15 or 30 seconds here. And it's like, you have to kind of treat it like that in order to not make it such a big deal right. to, to not make it unattainable to even try for it. Yeah. I mean, just start, start off a little faster maintain in the middle and finish a little faster yeah that's I it mean, that's it yeah that's you're you're a running coach right now <laughs> small, small goals <laughs> yeah I, yeah you, you know it's like with anything right you break it down right so like what's the what's going to be the easiest path to do that correct right yeah it's hard work it's difficult you got to be at a certain level to even be able to right. contemplate it but then it's like okay i need to run instead of a six minute i need to run 520 right start with one mile that's it and and you just start desensitizing yourself with that type of a pace or it's more at that level now is, is more mental than physical because our, our bodies are going to do amazing things right. and they're willing to work as long as our mind is yeah. continuing to give them the right signals. Can, and can you make your brain push past what your body is telling you, which is slow down? And exactly. Stop. And especially if you're trying to run something faster than you've ever ran before your mind has no idea what's going to happen. So it's going to start creating these outcomes that you need to just be like, no, hey, we're fine. Yeah. We're okay. And you just have to accept the terrain that starts coming at you when you start driving into a new area. So it is one of those things that, um, you know, it is more on that mind side versus the physical side. Yes, there's the physical, but again, we all know it's, it's two. So Yeah, yeah. And without one or the other, it doesn't work. Yep. Cool. So, you know, we have soccer background, which I'm going to call BS on. That's 100% a running background. Um, <laughs> and then we got into college, motorcycle wreck. What happened in the wreck? Um, so, really, there's there's two types of wrecks um, when it comes to um, the good side and the bad side. There's a there's a low side, which means you fall to the inside of a turn, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like you just get a lot of road rash and yep. you just slide and skid. So I did the bad side. So I did the high side version went, and went, went over. And so it, it essentially makes the motorcycle a catapult. Yep. And um, and I catapulted like through the air over a guardrail, you know, hit an embankment, rolled down, and was face down, kind of in this ditch. Thankfully, not filled with water. And it was kind of that OS moment where I just am laying there, and I can recognize I'm breathing, and then I start wiggling fingers, toes. I'm alive moving arms, moving legs, move spine. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I might, I might be okay. Rolled over, sat up, stood up, probably not the best idea, started walking. And my buddy uh, was there who I was going to the gym with for the rehab afterwards. 
And he's like, dude, 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 you need to sit down. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. And then I'm like, my vision darkens to like this black hole. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit down. (laughs) Your femur's coming out of your leg. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Something's not right here. So they, um, you know, they, they sat me down, uh, ambulance came and they're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to take you to Shans and, in um, you know, in that ride, you know, they were like, all right, anything hurting? I'm like, man, my shoulder really hurts. Uh, come to find out like, there wasn't a big fracture on the first x-ray, um, but I had fractured my collarbone, very easy to break. Uh, however, in like a very short two day period, it went from, oh, we just think it's a fracture, come back in nine days, here's some mm-hmm. pain med, um, to it was actually fully separated, almost created a compound fracture because it started like coming up through my neck. And one of the doctors who ended up doing the surgery that next week was like, this is one of the worst collarbone breaks I've ever seen. Awesome. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why my scapula is like down in, in, in my, my in my belt. Back. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so um, very thankful for you know them to patch me up, plate and screws later. And um, happy to say, like I've done Ironman, I've done triathlon. Ten, ten and, years and later, marathons. barely a scratch. Like, you know, I feel like I've got good range of motion. I've been very fortunate with the the recovery, but I think that was just the mindset that I went into, like my PT. It was literally like the doctor. I told him, I was like, you make sure I do everything I can to the fullest limit for the longest amount of time. Okay. And, you know, I said, once you clear me, I'm going to test it. <laughs> and he's like, you're cleared. I'm like that weekend. I, I played an ice hockey match like that Saturday and was like, if it's going to, it's going to come out, it's going to come out right yeah. now. And it didn't. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Once, once bones get back together, they're pretty good. Yeah. And it's, then it's trusting and you know, bones just structure, right? So once it's back, it's like, okay, it's back. It's yeah. not really necessarily any more risk of breaking again and he's usually going to come back like a little bit more fortified yeah um yeah you, know, you can still way. break it again but it's like it's a whole new break yeah. yeah the um do we still ride motorcycles uh i did for a portion afterwards but now i don't now i just ride you know my road bike tri bike and you know thankfully i can ride it close enough to the same speed that it's enjoyable uh it's just a different um different view now um Although I just bought a bike that cost as much as a motorcycle, but there's no engine. Um, so it's, you know, like, it's one of those uh, things you're like, Ooh, okay, all right, I'm the engine now. Have so. you gotten into the, like the Surons, the electric ones? Um, no, I have ridden some of those. I mean, those, those things are pretty cool. They're pretty sweet. I like the idea of the um, mountain bike with the mm-hmm. electric just because of the assistance that, yeah. you know, you can have, especially if you're in proper mountains, like around go, here. No, going man, up, when legs. you got to go uphill just to get to the trail. Right. Yeah. I you could know, just, it's like 3000 foot of elevation. I could just ride it up. Yeah. <laughs> then worry about it coming down. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So we started running, we got hurt. We started running more. We did a, you know, ridiculously fast 5k. How did that involve into where you're at now with ITZ running? Yeah. So, um, it was one of those things where, I wanted to learn as much as I could to get into that sport and to understand like, okay, how am I going to make myself better? And it is one of those things that, you know, you you can dive into the world of all the online searching and, and ultimately it's just going to be a lot of trial and error and just, um, hopefully less error and more just trial and like, I didn't like it and move on and take what you like. Um, so with that, it was, it was just a learning process that I just really enjoyed and then come to find out, I'm like, man, you know, I just have this coaching ability that I think is, is one of those traits that you can train to have, but I feel it, it is something that can also just be internal to somebody that hopefully they can find that that is something that they should be doing. Right. You know, they should be communicating to others, this gift that they ended up 
finding out or learning and, you know, growing their community in that way. So that's what I started doing was, you know, I started working now at a running store and, you know, was giving the advice to all these people who were starting similarly, you know, coming from an accident or coming from a health, you know, uh, injury or an issue or, you know, just needing a life change or just somebody who's been doing it. And I had a little bit more knowledge than they did. So I just wanted to share some of that stuff with them. And, and having that relationship with that person inside of the store is something that, you know, I never take for granted. And I've now worked in running stores for well over a decade. I mean, I've probably tied a million pairs of shoes and I've probably touched, you know, over 300,000 pairs of feet, you know, and so that's, those types of communications and, so and would you, so relationships. So you say you have a foot thing. You're right. You know, <laughs> I, I like to change your socks, you know. <laughs> Let me see your feet. Yeah? Um, you know, so that was one of those things that it, it was just something that just kind of called out. And it, I was already getting people like, oh, hey, I, I heard you did great on your, your race. Like, what, what should I do? I'm training for this race. And, and I was kind of giving some of that advice. And it was just, you know, that moment that clicked. I was like, you know what, I could. I can make this kind of a side hustle, right? We always want to maybe start with a side hustle and, and give that concept kind of a, a test drive, as you will. And, and it kind of was working out that it then now this past year became like the full-time hustle. And, you know, this past, you know, 2022 was when I now switched into full-time coaching. And I just, I just felt like I couldn't fully give everything to my clients if I was still, you know, working the hours I was working in a retail. Now I love the retail. I love the experience. I love the the businesses that I got to work with. And, um, and now it's just been a transition. Now it is something about like helping that individual and, and their aspirations in, in trying to accomplish their goals is something that just truly is something special for me to get to, sh- get to share ultimately with that athlete. And I like to consider anybody I come in contact with an athlete, right? Some people could look at me and they're like, oh man, you're a runner. But I could say I'm a, a curling champion. Right. And they would be like, oh, okay. Oh, I could, I could see it. <laughs> you know, like, no, you couldn't. You couldn't see, you know, so I'd like to tell everybody, hey, you know, you're an athlete Cur- versus curling. Cur- the curling, somebody. curling for our Florida audience is a Northern sport. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of, where it kind of started and then you know so this business itz stands for in the zone uh multiple layers can go into that so we we talked about our mind we talked about like the body so the mind is like being focused being in the zone everybody's had that moment perhaps where an hour got lost or something that happened within 10 seconds felt like it was an hour and that's that kind of being in the zone kind of a state and hopefully that's what you get to experience when you do race is being so focused on that task that nothing else matters. Everything seems seamless and it all goes according to plan. And if not, it goes better. Um, the other side of it is in the zone. I focus on like heart rate training and those types of zones, because in my opinion, like your heart's one of the most important muscles and to understand like your training as it relates to the intensity that it is acting on your body is just something that's very important for me to understand whether you want to understand it or not as a client, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I'm going to look at those numbers because, you know, we want to make sure you are accomplishing your goals, but you probably are not a pro athlete in this, in this channel. So I need to make sure that like, yeah, you can go run 10 miles, 
but go play with your kids or go to work or, you know, do those things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so, so no worries, little malfunctions. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, in the zone stands for is understanding heart rate zones and training intensities. And yet also trying to give you the tools to understand the mind that it takes to do certain things. I mean, running, running is not, rocket science but it there is science to running and it's not hard but we can make it harder (laughs) it's not hard but it's hard right it is trauma to your body but running shouldn't be harder than it needs to be and and that's hopefully where i kind of come in and help clients and and kind of give them a little bit more of a direction so yeah cool um so in the last year from picking them there last year or so you've gone more or less all in on itz running where you know, just interesting for me, I guess. When was the catalyst and you were like, I'm ditching the job to go work for myself. You know, we're, we're burning the boats and we're all in on this. Like wh- when was that like, did you have a goal yeah. in mind of a certain amount of clients or was it kind of like, was it rolling or was it just woke up one day and like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. So I always, since, you know, 2015, I've always had a book of around 20 to 30 clients and that was ongoing throughout the year, just because I always wanted to be that active as a coach, um, you know, training myself, training them and working the store. It was a good balance. Um, but for, the, for those of you that aren't aware, training 20 to 30 people at one point in time and doing anything else is a lot of, it's a lot of extra work. It, it is a lot. Um, yeah. you know, and so at, at the point was, it was 20, uh, 21, you know, June, July, August kind of timing. And I'm like, I really need to make a move to let's see what full-time run coaching is going to be. I always, you know, and I, I left the store, um, still in good relationships, uh, with them, but I gave them plenty of time to say, Hey, look, you know what? This is something that I'm very passionate about that I really believe that I'm different as a coach. And I, I feel like I have a lot to be able to provide to clients, to athletes and give me the opportunity to see this through. And, and, you know, I, I was very clear and, and they were very supportive and they still are. And so that was kind of the, the big point. Cause sometimes you're never going to see the full potential if you don't take that jump yeah. and, and you need to have, you know, no lifeboats, no safety line. <clears throat> and it's you know, hard. And, and it is, and it is through that, um, you know, I, I drove a stick shift car, I drove motorcycles, I've driven a Zamboni, all which had clutches yep. and gears. And so they call it the friction point of like, when you're just letting off that clutch and it's catching, the flywheel's catching and, and you're just starting to move, you can do one or two things. You can let the clutch off and you can stall and yep. then, you know, you fall out or you punch the gas and you burn out and you just go for it. And so I was, I was willing to just go ahead and, you know, my wife, uh, Sydney, you know, very supportive. You know, she said, I see your vision. I see this. We're going to be okay. We need to do it. Like, you need to go and take that jump. And so it's, it's having that type of a support system. And, and that really gave me that kind of confidence to have no idea what was going to happen, but just knew who I was, what I was providing. It was going to be good. Right. And and so far it's been great. So awesome. Um, very excited. Awesome. Yeah, and it's it's you know speaking. I've done the same thing, right? So the entrepreneurial journey, if you will, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. And it can be a lonely one too, 
right? Because like most people who work and work for a company, they don't really, they can't really under, they can acknowledge it and un- say they understand, but they don't really, until you live it and do it, you don't really understand it. Right. And <clears throat> you know, you're on an island and you're not really on an island, but it feels like it can feel like that at times. And it's the more you reach out, but it's like, Hey, there's no backup plan. There's no, yeah. this is it. And it's, if it's meant to be today, I got to go do it. Right. You got to make things happen. And there's not a plan. There's nothing in place. There's no best way to do it. I have to go invent all those things. Right. Um, so now with the, you know, the training company, is it just you still, or do you have, do you have anybody? So I do have an assistant. Okay. Um, you know, she's, she's definitely been, uh, been with me for over the year and, uh, I've kept her pretty much just very simple and, and she's kind of started it that way. Cause you know, again, um, uh, we all probably as entrepreneurs still deal with maybe an imposter syndrome. Like mm-hmm. you, you get to a certain level and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know if I still belong here. And, and you just got to shake that. You know, and you just have to kind of, in some ways, not necessarily fake it till you make it, but you have to understand like, hey, no, 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 you're providing plenty of information. Like you deserve to be here. So, you know, for her, she's kind of going through that. And so having me to help her is, I think, definitely a very valuable kind of, you know, sidekick. You know, I I feel like I need to be, you know, more of a mentor to her and she's got the potential to now be her own kind of entrepreneur inside of the business because she has the opportunity to be able to grow herself, Mm -hmm. but now has, you know, a platform to be able to stand on top of. And that's what I want to provide for her is, you know, it's not something that I've now set up where, you know, I'm going to take 80 and you get 20. It's like, no, no, no. Like I make sure that, you know, she's taken care of and, and she has everything that she wants to expand as much as she wants or keep, as much as she wants and and that's that is up to her decision and uh but anything that she has kind of coming in is is fun here's the ball roll with it right run with it and and, and some people will they'll pick it up and go and some some won't and it's and you know and it takes i I found it takes all types of people too you need people that will pick the ball up and run with it and do and you need some people that you know here's just you, you know chiefs and indians right you know kind of thing you can have too many chiefs not enough indians or too many indians and not enough chiefs yeah so bad reference but you get the idea yeah the um <laughs> cool um before we get into you know some full-on running stuff here where do you see itz running going in the next five years what's like what's your what's your vision yeah so for me it's it's definitely i love the face-to-face i love the the hands-on clinics i love being able to see my athletes. Um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, thank you COVID that a lot of times there was not easy opportunities to be face to face with a lot of them. But now I think we've all been able to transition and running is, is nice because it's outside in yep. most cases. And so for me, you know, there's a lot of these running events that happen throughout the year in various places. So especially as a coach and as somebody who needs to be able to provide detailed information to clients like i want to be out at at these big events and i want to be you know um a place where these athletes with or without me you know if somebody's just somebody that is running but they hear or listen or know about me they're invited to come join you know maybe a shakeout run for the gate river run and if they're in town you know these people know that there's a safe place to meet and just enjoy the atmosphere and the energy that can be provided and i want itz to be one of those things that like hey again it's it's running yeah like 
let's let's not overthink this. Let's right. let's right. keep it simple, guys. Right. Like right. right foot, left foot, start, and don't <laughs> stop till you're done. And and everybody is coming <clears throat> in to running at their own level, at their own speed, and and it's one of those things that we all had a start, and hopefully we don't have a finish. Uh, my goal is, you know, I want to train all my athletes to run till they're a hundred. Okay. And uh, and and that's kind of the thing, but to try to be a little bit more kind of present in in the scheme of um, the digital world, the auto world, we, we kind of touched on that. And it is one of those things to try to help kind of give some of those behind Oz's curtain kind of answers to people who think running is scary or running is too hard for me to even try to start. Like I'm not running 5Ks. You don't have to run 5Ks. Honestly, to run a mile is just as hard in my book as running a hard 5K as running a marathon. I put all three of those in the same category if they're done to that full potential. It's like if if you don't have five to ten hours to train a week, it's going to be really hard to train for a marathon. Right. But if you've got two hours a week, yeah, you could do a five k yeah. easily. Yeah, so, 15, 15 minutes a day. Like yeah, yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's kind of you know what I I want to try to start getting more of that information out and really kind of building that community. Um, you know, as, as far as I can. Um, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a great segue into, you know, your 5k training, your one mile training, great segue into at the gym. Currently we're doing a 100 mile challenge. Yeah. Right. So, you know, for us, we've done, we've done a mile a day challenge, which I love. I love it when we get the gym, you know, we'll get 60 people, 80 people running one mile a day every day. No excuses, no matter what you don't have that's, to do. You don't have tough. to do more than a mile. You don't have to do, but you know, you got to do a Can't mile. Can't do less. And yeah. And I want it to be, when we do it, I typically say I want it to be a deliberate mile. Right. Like not look down at your watch at the end of the day and said, well, I did 15,000 steps. It's probably a mile. No, it like, needs to be a start, stop. Yeah. Let's do a mile. mile. I mean, you can walk it, walk it fast. You can do a lot of different things, but I want to see a mile. Right. And if you're starting walking, cool. Maybe at some point in that we work up to a little bit of run in that mile. Maybe, yeah. maybe the walk just gets faster. Yep. You know, whatever, in what, you know, at whatever level you're at, but I want you to go do that every day. Rain, sleet, snow, busy, schedule, sick, hurt, whatever. Yeah, it's go just a mile. It. Go do it. It's a mile. Yeah. Figure out a way. I mean, if you you know, if your legs get chopped off, it's probably gonna be tough. But you, you can know, handstand. If you get in a terrible car wreck, you know, maybe it wasn't your month. Okay. Right. But you know, work around some things. But and you know, we get amazing like participation in that. And for me, it's as a fitness coach, right? Yeah. In the end of the day, it's what we are. Is I like it's 10 minutes a day. It's 15 minutes a day of dedicated fitness Yeah, where you got to go, you got to go make it happen. So it's a little bit of, and it's just a reminder to constantly keep doing it. And, right. if, and if you're running right and it's, you know, you're not even running fast. It's just a decent pace. Yeah. You know, just the lungs you're getting, you're getting your lungs breathing a little bit better for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day. Yep. It's like just that little bit extra is, is awesome. Yeah. You talk to any other pro sport, you know, enthusiast, you know, basketball player, uh, quarterback, anything like that. It's all about the reps, right? You know, golfers, anything like that. It It's all about just getting the reps in. They don't have to be pretty. They don't have to be perfect because, you know, the, the numbers out of 100 reps, you're going to have more good than yeah. bad. Over, and, over time, just and, getting in. And now 100 hundred days, you know, whatever yeah. it's thousands. Right. So then, so then we let into our hundred mile challenge cause you know, Ooh. we're, we're CrossFitters and we're idiots. Right. right. But like, we, yeah, we did a mile a day. Why can't we do 100 miles in one month yeah. make things a little more difficult? So it, you know, it shakes out to about a 5k a day. Let's triple it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go for broke for broke here. Um, and what's interesting about it is, you know, it's a hundred miles on this one. It's not 
there's not a daily running requirement, but the more days you miss, the harder it gets. Right. Yeah. It's right? collective. Yeah. And if you're not a, if you're not a runner per se, and you don't do, you know, 20, 25 miles a week on average anyway, you know, you're not doing six, seven mile efforts a few times a week. It's tough. It's tough to get yeah. it in. You know, you're going to need to do and stay on top of it. So it's, but at the end of the day, even at a 5k day, you're talking 30, 35 minutes for a lot of people at of maybe 40 yeah. of extra, of extra exercise a day. Yeah. And it's not even that strenuous. It's just, just go do it. Yeah. And it's, can you put that in your calendar? And what'll be interesting towards the end of the month and see is the wear, a little bit of the wear and tear, right? Cause you're going to, you're kind of just going into it. Cold, yeah. Cold if you will. But then keeping up like with CrossFitters, keeping up the rest of your training. Right. So this isn't like balance. This isn't the and... only thing. Like for me personally, like my normal day to day training is not changing. Right. So I'm, I'm just tacking on an extra four miles a day. You got to add, you know, another 40 minutes, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes yeah. there. And it's, and it's finding, finding how that fits into my schedule personally is hard. Yeah. It's like, Hey, do I go run? You know, lately I've been doing two miles kind of in the AM and two miles in the PM. Yeah. I don't love it so far. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, I need to just go do four miles at one point. Cause at two miles, I'm like, I'm just starting to feel good. Right. I and could then, just keep going. And then you have to like cut it off right there and then, you know, yeah. go about everything else. And then you got to like, Oh man, I got to come back and like eight hours and do this again. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you know, it's getting dark and I'm like, Oh crap, I gotta go run. Yeah. All right, let's figure it like, out. Is out. it worth it just to wake up the extra 15, 20 minutes and then just knock it all out and get yeah. it out of the way. And, but you yeah. know, and figuring out where that fits in your life. And that's the hard part. And for me, that's kind of what's fun about it yeah. is getting that figured out. Um, so hundred miles, not a short amount of distance. No. Any big tips for the novice fitness runner for knocking out a hundred miles in a month? What would you do? So than, you're like, I just do like 25 on a Saturday and four times and be done. Right. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's it. Um, so, you know, best advice is don't worry about beating your time. Okay. Right. So uh, a lot of times, uh, and this is how I started. Uh, I had a three and a half mile loop. Very convenient. So if I had that hundred mile challenge, I'd be, be on it. Um, but every time I finished, I had like a stopwatch, right? Because mm -hmm. this is how I first started. And uh, the next time I went out, I was like, oh, I got to beat that time. And then I got to beat that time. And then I got to beat that time. And I got to beat that time. So eventually, you that's not going to happen. You can't keep beating the time. Because you, you're essentially now racing five days in a row, seven days in a row, 30 days in a row. And that that is just not feasible um, to be able to sustain that and your body to catch up with the recovery. So... What I would do is I would I would take a lot longer in the beginning, a lot a little bit more time devoted to just putting time on the feet okay. versus, you know, worry about like the speed of how fast you're moving. So um, you know, try to find what time budget you have and just cut it in half and go, I'm gonna go out that far and then I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna come back that far and try to you know, honestly, the, the hardest, and as a coach, like the hardest thing to train my athletes is a consistent pace. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people like a negative split or they hear about this like glorious thing called a negative split. Well, positive splits are actually very beneficial, meaning you go out as hard as you can and you figure out how to hold on knowing you're going to go backwards. Right. Like, you know, the pace is going to go backwards, but that's, that's developing a mental kind of grit as you will. Um, but like hitting consistent splits and like rep over rep over rep over rep, like hitting the exact same time is very difficult because we are very competitive mm -hmm. and understanding that like, if you do the exact same rep, like that's, that's all you need. Right. Like don't, again, running is hard. Don't make it harder. Right. So starting, you know, definitely start the first day, 
So if, if you're three days into it now, four days into it now, and you've not started, okay, the second best time to plant an orange tree is today. <laughs> is now, go. Um, and so, you know, that's one of those things that like, you know, start it early. And I like your idea of, of doing a two and two, you know, where you're actually banking a little bit more distance. Um, bank, don't go crazy. Yeah, bank, Banking a little bit each day because I know like I might not want to run on a Sunday. Right. You know, and, and or having maybe a built in rest day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so now what you have to do is you have to plan six days of the run activities. One day is off or um, if you're needing a little bit more recovery, you go like a three on one off three on one off and you just kind of go in perpetuity kind of in that sense, because it is going to be very important to know that like, yeah, you do need the recovery from the running side of things, but start easy. Walking is allowed. Like, you know, don't, don't take your ego and, and try to be like, no, I have to run them all. It's like, you've never done this before. If this is your first challenge of trying to accomplish a hundred miles, you know, not to sound bad, but like set the bar really low, like set it high enough, but low enough that make sure it's low enough. You can jump over. You're going to like, it's better to accomplish the goal than try to go as hard as you can. And you only get 50 miles and you're like, eh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's like get, get a hundred miles and, and then next month, maybe, go a hundred and then see what the collective time is and, and, right. and, and like pick a certain day. Speaking from personal experience, like I know for me, I like, I'm not the world's best runner. Like I can, I can run. I'm pretty mentally tough. I can get out there and I can, whatever you need me to go do, I can go do. Right. Um, you know, and I can do it half decent, but I'm not like turning in a sub 25 K it's not happening. Maybe now with that attitude, if you, if you, if you go to me enough, I, I'd try, I'd try. Yeah. And then, but it's probably not happening. So for me, it's like I go out and I run. It's like, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to run day to day. I'm going to start off slower than I need to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let the pace kind of dictate itself. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, is this comfortable? Go by feel. And I'm yeah. like, not really looking at the watch. I'm kind of just, I'm just feeling it out. And every now and then I glance down and it's like, Oh, okay. This feels good. I mean, it might be, I might be running at seven twenty. I might be running at a nine twenty. I'm like, right. and it's like, I don't care. Right. It, just, it, it just, is. It feels good. Right. In this moment. Good. Otherwise, back it off that that feel you know so um a lot of uh plans talk about like a conversational pace mm-hmm. and it's kind of that pace you can you can run with while having a conversation perhaps with somebody next to you yeah that's 11 25 so, <laughs> so so this is somebody you know me personally i'm i'm somebody who can run a five minute mile right. like i can race around you know that five minute mile but i will train at a nine maybe even a 10 minute mile pace yep. so we're talking Double. twice as slow, yeah. you know, if you want to use those terms. Um, so instead of 12 miles an hour, it is, you know, five miles an hour. And, you know, I try to call it like moving your floor and ceiling the furthest away from each other as possible. So starting maybe with the fastest, slowest pace you can go comfortably is a good starting point. And that's, that's what's going to allow your body not to be broken down. Right. So, you know, the harder you run, the more muscle fibers you're going to be tearing, which is going to require more time to recover from that. Mm -hmm. So if you are running at a low enough intensity, it's actually not going to break down your body as much. Right. And so your body will recover faster faster to then go the next day and do it and go the next day and do it and maybe pick one of the days of the week, maybe the day before rest day might be a good idea. um, (laughs) Weird to go blast it. Right. And, and go 
push or maybe that's a negative split day where you go, all right, I'm going to start the first 10 minutes at this effort and the next 10 minutes, I'm going to increase that effort and, and increase and, and go and kind of see maybe within a time limit, 30 minutes, how far did you actually go? And, and then that's like a good weekly, maybe test yeah, a little barometer. There you go. Check out, check, you know, check, test, retest, yeah. see where you're at, you know, pay attention to your body. I mean, yeah. like this, you know, hundred miles, it's going to add up. It's going to get on you. You're going to be a week and a half in at some point and you're going to be like, I don't want to do this today. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's when you fight those things off and you say, I'm mentally tough. You know, the, remember the whole point guys is, is longevity. Yeah. It's fitness. It's being overall fit, not trying to win every day. Right. We just want to win at the end of the day. Exactly. Not every day. Write that down. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, so real quick, we need, we're getting, we're getting long winded here, kids. Yeah. The, um, want to go ahead. And one question I had for you is if you could name, give me top three tips for your beginner slash novice, kind of that sort of mm. area runner. Well, if yeah. you had to do nothing else, you just had to give them three tips to kind of go, what would they be? So number one, uh, proper equipment. Okay. Right. Um, that's, that's definitely where I would start with when it comes to running, it's all about your feet and footwear. Um, just understand that at the end of the day, comfort should be a good deciding factor into what is going to work, but functionally that also is very helpful. So if you can try to get into a store, get checked out by an actual running expert to give you the best advice versus try to go online and fill out a questionnaire and 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 get a suggested at, shoe at best you're filling out a questionnaire right you know and and that's that's any any sport right <clears throat> so real quick you go into say a, a crossfit gym like you you guys and um you're like all right do a squat for me and and you want to watch that person and then you want to see where they need to adjust or learn or you know basic elements of doing a squat if it's their goal is they want x right out of the squat um you know so starting with equipment um and just shoes at the bare bare bones and then for the women uh running bra not a sports bra okay running is different than certain other sports so you do want a bra that is designed to support running as the activity listen i'm learning stuff here because i didn't even know there was such a thing as a running bra versus a sports bra so yes and most of the time a running bra means there's just one bra in the equation okay so um that might be another podcast we can go down into to talk way more into bras and i've sold way more bras than i (laughs) I could ever count um and and so didn't know i was gonna be a bra salesman right you know um you know so that's those two pieces of equipment are i think the key to to allowing you to have success at the ground uh, ground level right if if your shoes are poor you're going to start this running activity Definitely. and what's going to happen yeah you're going to things going to hurt yeah and you're not going to do it yeah your feet right? hurt your shins hurt everything it's not good yeah so uh two um would be keep it very simple and understand that running is trauma to the body you do not need to do it every day, all the time. Like, start very simple. And this is going to sound like way less than anybody ever would ever advise. But two times a week, 20 minutes. The reason I say start with something very simple like that is because that should be non-negotiable. Like, you should be able to find two 
20 minute sessions a, a week. week. Right. And that, that is just one of the things to, again, start that consistency. You cannot build on anything if you do not have a foundation. And that is what's going to allow you to have that starting foundation is keep it simple, 20 minutes, uh, non-negotiable. They're your dates with yourself. Yep. You know, you can have other people's join, but it has to be no matter what this is happening and this is happening. So that would be the, the, the second tip. The third tip is different terrain. Okay. There's different types of runners. There's marathoners, there's trail runners, there's track runners, there's road racers. There's a lot of different terrains out there. Go explore and enjoy it. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so top three tips for, you know, beginner, novice. I like that. Uh, running bra. Check. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And guys, footwear, go get footed for, I mean, we tell people this all the time. They're like, I have shin splints. My feet hurt me. All this. Like, go get new shoes. And they're right. like, but I'm like, I know, Yeah. you know, it's 150 bucks, guys. What would you rather have? You want to bitch about your feet and your shins hurting forever? Or do you want to go buy a new pair of shoes? Right. Like, yep. And once you find a pair of shoes you like and they work, then chances are you can go online and keep buying that same pair of shoes. Yeah. And right? know that it could always change. Yeah. Too. They shouldn't see birthdays, bras, yeah. and shoes. Yeah. Um, that just means they've probably hit their limit of time. And I know. And I know for me, like specifically, either CrossFit shoes, gym shoes, running shoes, whatever. There's a shoe for everything. If you're new to if you're new to life. Yeah. But the uh, in, and every now and then, new shoes just like. So it, that gets you that energy. A little motivation. Like, that's ah, new, new kicks. All right, yeah. let's do this. You definitely, as soon as you get it, you're like, man, I want to go out now and do whatever that shoe is designed to do. Yeah. Bowling I'm, shoe. I'm, I'm you're right, like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get some bowling. down the lanes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, perfect. So Instagram, uh, McCaffrey underscore Chris. Um, that's just me personally. You can also find it at itzrunning.com, itzracing.com. That's the websites. Um, and uh, that's also on Instagram. And uh, those are easy, easy channels uh, for people to find me. Also, um, fellow Lululemon ambassador. So if you're in the store currently uh, this year, you can see my photo in the store. Shoot a selfie with me. Tag me. I'd love that. And, uh, and thank you for you know, having me here. You can find me here on this podcast. Exactly. I might be back. There you um, go. Um, yeah, I mean, just getting in, scratching the surface a little bit here. Um, we'll definitely get you back. I want to do a whole podcast on gear. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a gear junkie. Mm. So I, we can talk about gear for a long time. Yeah. Um, guys, awesome. Chris, great having you on. We'll link down below where people can uh, look you up. And until next time. Perfect.